solve a mystery Running from creepers makes me hungry Set a trap, don't have a heart attack We've got a van full of Scooby snacks Freddy, Daphne, Velma, and Shaggy too Here it what's with you Scooby-Doo What's with you Scooby-Doo Welcome back, dear listener, to another episode of What's With You, Scooby-Doo. It's a fun episode. Uh, so I got, I was lucky enough to get Ben from the Carton cast to come on and chat about an OG episode of Scooby-Doo. And uh, it's a rollicking good time. We cover a lot of stuff. Uh, it's <laughs> It's pretty funny. Uh, once again, Fred's Eat, Pray, Love comes up, which I think is uh, always a delightful topic. Yeah. Also, this one's pretty on topic, I gotta say. Very exciting. So, uh, check out Ben and his brother Zane at The Carton Cast, which is a great cartoon podcast. They go through cartoons with a fine-tooth comb and come out the other end better and having learned something. In addition, it is time for our newest segment, which is Reference of the Week. That's right. Um, So it has been brought to my attention that very often when hanging out with my friends, we have a tendency to talk about things that we know about, things that we care about, uh, but they're not necessarily universal. So I've decided once a week to pick one out and to share what it is. So when we get to it, hopefully you can enjoy it with us. Although this one, Ben didn't even know, so that's, I mean, I'm just going to share it anyways. Uh, So the reference of the week this week is the movie The Third Man, written by Graham Greene, who was a, uh, you might know him from the guy who wrote the short story that's featured in Donnie Darko. No, that doesn't, okay. Uh, But anyways, uh, it's a great movie. It is from 1949. Uh, Here is the synopsis from IMDb, just so you know what it's about. An out-of-work pulp fiction novelist, Holly Martins, arrives in a post-war Vienna divided into sectors by the victorious allies and where a shortage of supplies has led to a flourishing black market. He arrives at the invitation of an ex-school friend, Harry Lime, who has offered him a job, only to discover that Lime has recently died in a peculiar traffic accident. From talking to Lime's friends and associates, Martin soon notices that some of the stories are inconsistent and determines to discover what really happened to Harry Lime's. So it's a, it's kind of like a post-World War II pulpy uh, uh, spy story. It's really good. Uh, Orson Welles is in it. So that is the reference of the week. As always, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can find it at what's with you scooby-doo.com, what's with you scooby-doo at gmail.com, facebook.com slash what's with you scooby-doo, as well as at WWY Scooby-Doo on Twitter and Instagram. To the podcast, let's do this. What's with you, Scooby-Doo? Today we are getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the podcast, I have my Sharona. Uh, <laughs> oh, my little hungry one. 
Oh, my little hungry one. Joining me via the internets, we have Ben Rollicking Good Time Rutherford. Very nice. All right. Am I supposed you. to not talk at this part? No, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Super. <laughs> Suppose I'll do that. I am not a particularly strict uh, uh, podcast host. No, that's okay. That's good. We ask that you keep your racial epithets to a minimum. And when I say minimum, I didn't say don't say them at all. <laughs> just just less than the number that this uh, episode does, and we should be fine. <laughs> Which is just one, but it's oh. over and over again. Oh, we yeah, we can keep... Oh, my gosh. That is... But, like, I... Okay, we're we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get <laughs> yeah. Into let, it, let's but, leave that okay. one for now. Let's let it ferment a bit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make sure that it blows the lid off the top of the the jam jar. Let's bury that and then come back in a thousand years and eat it. Jam jar was that a uh, Christian rock band? I believe it was a rejected Marvel superhero. <laughs> it's an alien, you know, like a, it was kind of like a in in the. They wanted to have a John Jones archetype, but for Marvel, so they went with Jam Jar. Also died very quickly in in, in the beginning of the storyline, so someone could go, Jam Jar, no! <laughs> he, he was the Venus woman, uh, woman hunter, what was it? The Martian man hunter? The Venus woman hunter, there we go. John, the Martian. Wasn't hmm? he just called the Martian? No, uh, John Jones was the Martian man hunter. He was a shapeshifter? He was a shapeshifterman. All right. Um, and his and his disguise was just his regular alien form, but slightly less angular and still green. All right, there's your first racial epithet, <laughs> Shifterman. <laughs> they should be so lucky. <laughs> and that's why we're making America great again. Moving on. <laughs> I suppose we're moving on from Shifterman. <laughs> Uh, I've always drove. I've always driven a automatic. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're 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 like cars to you? That's messed up. <laughs> You've driven them. Uh, sh- sh- driven to the point of poverty, more like it. <laughs> oh, now we're getting into it. That is correct. If the top five percent of the thirty percent find that, <laughs> <laughs> judge. <laughs> oh. Um, so typically we start off with a little history lesson, a little getting to know you and finding out how you came to our Lord and Savior Scooby-Doo. Ben, what you got for us? Well, uh, yeah, my name is Ben. I am from the Carton Cast, a podcast that I run with my brother. We do, uh, old cartoons, see what we think of them now that we're older. And, uh, we neglected Scooby-Doo for far too long, but, uh, you were kind enough to join us on one of our episodes where we talked about the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Did we actually talk about it? I think I talked about everything but. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was only so much to say. I mean, we, we did get distracted by Flim Flam for a good long while. Uh, the carnival barker. (laughs) Yeah. P.T. Barnum. Small brown boy. down. (laughs) Hey you guys, how's it going? Um and <laughs> gotta give him the old flim flam actual God, line that, that he says. Actual it line was he says. Two, it was two minutes of that. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I guess I don't know what my history with Scooby Doo really is. I didn't watch it all that much as a kid. It would be kinda on, you know, when you were having Thanksgiving at your grandma grandparents' house and Scooby Doo would just kinda be on. But I didn't go out of my way to watch it until kind of recently and recognize that it's like 
I understand why it's so pervasive and why it's lasted so long. Like, this is Hanna-Barbera at the top of their game. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting it's, way to put it. Sure. Uh, I mean, that's what, that's what I see. Yeah. What... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that game was also uh, uh, three steps simpler than checkers. <laughs> it was definitely by Milton Bradley. Let's say that much. <laughs> the company that can call a Ouija board a game. Do they really? Oh, yeah. They own the rights to the Ouija board. Man. Uh, that's fun a, side that's a... story. Uh, when I was big into Metallica, uh, I wanted a guitar like Kirk Hammett, and he had a... Ouija board custom ESP guitar. So I called up ESP one day, uh, back when you could just call guitar companies. Uh, and the guy was like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm interested in getting that e the, uh, the Ouija board guitar that Kirk Hammett has. <laughs> Quit fucking with us, kid. <laughs> no, the guy was like, Oh yeah, that's a great one, man. I wish we could, but unfortunately we got sued by Milton Bradley cause they own the rights to Ouija boards. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to protect your business, right? Like, kind of protect your neck. I was also 12 at the time. <laughs> There's a... oh, makes me happy. Uh, when you said that you were calling ESP, I thought really thought that what you meant was that you were just putting your fingers to your temples and just going... <clears throat> <laughs> and the guitar just materialized in front of me. That's right. <laughs> but every time I make a guitar materialize, a fairy loses its wings. <laughs> I think that was in the director's cut of a. Uh, oh man, I, I'm blanking on the name. Hook? It's a Wonderful Life. There oh, we go. There we go. <laughs> All I could think of was Zuzu's pedals. <laughs> I'm so off today, man. <laughs> Did you have cartoons that you that? You, wait, is it seeked? <laughs> Sucked, I believe. Oh, I almost said sucked, and that would have been horrible. No, it, no. Uh, it, were it there cartoons sought, that you had sought out? What, at what age, particularly? Well, like I was big into kid. Recess. Oh, no, okay. no, I was I was definitely big into Recess. Uh, I watched an unfortunate amount of like lesser shows just because they were on like the right time slot. Like sure. I have to go back and at some point and recontextualize the nightmare of my childhood that is Lloyd in space. But uh, I, I I guess I just didn't. I wasn't really Scooby Doo wasn't really on the on the right channels at the right time slots. You know how you're just, you're a kid and you watch what's on. And you also have your, I mean, I feel like, okay. I also had like the, fa I programmed all the favorites on the favorites button on the remote control. So oh, I would sure. just hit that favorites button and I knew like my channels, you know, like sci-fi channel, cartoon network mm -hmm. and probably TNT. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh 36 for Nicktoons and 59 for uh, cartoon network. Mm. Uh, that's all the other one. I guess there was like TBS on like 32 or something. But yeah, we didn't have no favorites buttons. Like our mom and dad only recently found out that they could get a microwave. And it made my entire childhood slightly slower than it otherwise could have been because we had a toaster for the longest time and that thing was garbage. And yet somehow uh, it also made you smarter because you weren't bombarded by microwaves as a child. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of made me hungrier, but I guess that's also... Also, you weren't vaccinated, which is what we're here to talk about today. Uh... <laughs> Killer segue. I don't know if I can top that. Maybe we just end here? <laughs> Anything? <laughs> Tip your waitresses. Good night. <laughs> Don't trip your waitresses. We get this problem a lot. I want to be very clear on this time. The poor guy who always gets tip and trip <laughs> mixed up. Oh, that poor guy. That poor fellow. I'm just going to trip over this thing of water and pour some out. 
I don't understand why everybody wants tips at work. They've never worked out well for me. I, my face always hurts. Uh, so. Yeah, so, hi. Oh, hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> so today we're going to talk about an OG episode from uh, season one of Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Original uh, Grounded. Original Gerund. Original Granite episode. Oh, it's solid as a rock. Bedrock. There's roots in the firmament. It, it, it's you. You put messages in it. If you've lost someone. I don't know. It's almost something biblical now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why I went that way. I like it. I like it. I like it. You went a good way. <laughs> this isn't really biblical history so much as American history on this one. It's the history. So the gang. I have no idea why the the gang is in what New Mexico. What are they studying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where are they exactly? Somewhere with a beach. We know this much. That's a good point. Well, there's a <laughs> beach, but there's also a city in a hill at one point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. So, <laughs> no water at that beach though. Hard to animate. Can't do it. Cold open. Scooby is going through the suburbs of Massachusetts, just chilling. Uh, when he's yeah, but. He's not on a leash or anything. They just let him roam around, which I think is nice. Also, if you go by the sort of timeline of what happens, he is just far away by himself, just wandering around a suburb. That's right, because it turns to night. Yeah, it turns to night by the time he gets there. Like, I do like the idea of them splitting up, being like, all right, I got to go get some plastic cups and go pick up the radio from my mom's house. We'll meet you at the (laughs) beach. Yeah, I'm gonna go get some babes. <laughs> I'll just wander around the neighborhood. <laughs> well, okay, and I hate to take us out of the cu- the actual episode so quickly, but let's do it. I think it's nice that they give a creature that clearly has sentience, like the ability to roam around by himself. <laughs> He's got a free pass. You could he could probably pl- apply for a loan, right? Like <laughs> his credit score is horrible. <laughs> If you if you think that like it, if there was a dog that was sentient and could talk, aside from the obvious autopsy that would follow, do you think they would let that dog have a loan? I'm just trying to ask the hard questions here, Nick. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Give the dog. We're fine. A nothing's wrong. And nothing's wrong for Scoob either, who who finds this this buxom young hound and just wants a sniff. Okay, you know? but here's the thing. I don't. Okay, I also don't think in Where Are You we've reached a point where this has happened, but it's a frequent trope in the Scooby-Doo universe where he says, where somebody will be like, uh, dog, and he's like, dog, well, you know? So, he, he wasn't always a horned dog? No, the thing is, more often than not, he doesn't realize he's a dog. <laughs> What? Yeah. That can't be right. Common common thing. People will be like, you know, uh, you and your dog. And he'll look around and he'll go, dog, where? Oh, you know what? You're right. Maybe it's because Shaggy acts so much like a dog sometimes. <laughs> He's just confused about who the dog I mean, is. But there's, so The it, two of those are ostensibly interchangeable. It's just one of them has a shirt. Well, right. There's no reason for Scooby-Doo to be a dog aside from a, a, occasional uh, gags. Yeah, it's just like it's like Shaggy's younger brother who happens to have a speech impediment and big feet. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, really nothing else. And an endless supply of costumes. But yeah, yeah, he's a real. If he he's just, a real shiftman. 
<laughs> Still feeling awkward about that one. <laughs> Charles doesn't Riley get out of here. <laughs> um, so, but if he doesn't think he's a dog, and he's attracted to dogs, what is that conflict? Oh man, yeah, he must. He must think like dog. Man, I'm really fucked up. I, I like. By the way, is it, am I, is it okay to swear? Because I've been yeah. doing it. Okay, just checking. <laughs> he he must have like a really poor self, like sense of self worth, right? Because he's he's got to see himself At as just like a huge freak. Yeah. Or yeah. Or is he just like completely oblivious? Is it the reverse where he's living in this like blissful Zen universe where he's like always present and everything's awesome aside from when he's being scared? I, I don't know. Like, so it, in your so in your mind, it's all the other dogs are not dogs in his in his mind. He like he doesn't recognize himself as a dog. So he Does so he in order to make that attraction other... work, <laughs> he just doesn't know what dogs are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like he thinks that dog is like a scary word, so he's like he's like trying to watch out for him, but he doesn't actually know what they are. It's just like another word for monster. <laughs> but just like all beings are the same in his eyes. Because he knows who Geronimo lens. is. He knows <laughs> what vampires are. He knows what ghosts are. Yeah, but he doesn't mommy. know what dogs are. Geronimo. <laughs> if somebody was like, it's a, it's a ghost dog. What? <laughs> Excuse me. I, I just don't see it. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he just started talking like that out of nowhere? Like I beg your pardon. He, he he had to just get serious. He's like, objection, Veroner. I need to make sure I'm not being misunderstood. Like it's like that. I have to break character. <laughs> He's doing a bit. <laughs> He's like, look, this is all fun. this is all fun and rames. <laughs> All fun and rames. Um, mostly. But yeah, you know, a good sense of humor is, is, a, is a good uh, is a good attractive trait in a mate, um, which is uh, what he showcases to this uh, this poodle. She and is, he's walking around. Is he? Is she the one who like gives him the eyes? Because there's another one. There's the manic pixie dream dog later. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> wish I'd come up with that one. Yeah, no this this one is uh this one's too good for him. This okay. one's from upper crust. Yeah, gives, gives uh, like uh, pause the nose at him. This is this is pretty much just a, a scene from Lady and the Tramp right now, but minus the spaghetti. Uh, I can't remember a single song from that. Oh, what is a baby? That's a song. From I, that I believe. Movie. <laughs> I believe the main song from it was Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? No, no, no. That was in the that was in the book. Oh, you're you're right. One of the, that audio book that they came out with. Man, I really love the cross media platform that the Lady and the Tramp had. Are you kidding me? Disney invented merchandising. <laughs> just the concept of it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, no, we're, just what was the word. Else doing the Charleston. <laughs> 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 but, so <laughs> a little the, Charleston for music for you. <laughs> this whole cold open is structured around this poodle getting kidnapped, dognapped. Right. Sorry. Right. So uh, the the dog doesn't pay him the time of day. Walks into the bushes, whereupon the dog is dognapped, and the woman who is still in the bushes because I think I think they just didn't want to draw violence, so they had it all happen behind these absurdly large bushes. Mm, mm. Rhododendrons like- grow very large. 
Yeah, and the, the woman doesn't come out of those bushes. Well, her dog was just napped. I mean, that would be that would be embarrassing. She's too ashamed. Yeah, <laughs> she, can't, yeah she can't show her face. I can't be seen without my dog. <laughs> my glasses. I can't <laughs> be seen without my, my glasses. <laughs> I'm just remembering times the time that you were on our podcast and we were talking about the, the Bravo, Bravo dude. It's so good. It is so good. We'll talk about it again at another at another time. But yeah, we're up to our ascots in a mystery. <laughs> Did he actually say that? Oh yeah, uh, Velma says it. God, Velma, you're a national treasure. <laughs> but yeah, the the poodle gets dog napped, and Scooby is having none of it. Right. Immediately runs as far away as possible to the beach. <laughs> uh, like presumably, he's not offended on like a species level because he doesn't know that he's a dog, but. You know, he's he's, he's he going to get some tail. Oh, yeah. Because if he saves her, you know. And he doesn't consider for a minute that double entendre. <laughs> he has no idea what that means. That's true. That's true. But he does think he can get some Enrique Iglesias in there. He could be your hero, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to let that one go. <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to let it go right back. <laughs> okay let it marinate um the, yeah. the only so, the dog runs all day to the beach right uh where everybody is dancing to music i i actually really love this scene i love like this that opening music. to the gang just chilling yeah because they only have like five tracks that they circulate through the whole scooby-doo Kind uh, kind of framework, and this is one of them that I really like. Yeah, I enjoy it because this is always when they're like dancing or at the malt shop. That's this track, uh, but it's like it's that like. And he's like, yeah, I want to meet this radio. band. <laughs> Henry and Who the Nightcrawlers. It's definitely something in the something something. Oh, for that's sure. definitely what the band is. There's there's if not one the two those. <laughs> But yeah, they're, they're all chilling on the beach, and Shaggy and Velma are around the fireplace while Fred and uh, Daphne are dancing, which struck me as kind of like a very accurate portrayal of kind of like playground rules. Like, they're all friends, but they know which ones are the nerds <laughs> and have to stay out of the dance. No, I know we're friends, but what are you doing talking to me in the hallway? Oh, <laughs> I was a very popular kid Uh-oh, in high gang, school. It looks like we're breaking some social mores. <laughs> Oh, you were super popular? Yeah, of course. Everyone knows that. What's, what's, it, what's that like? Uh, you know, it was just amazing. I was always, everybody wanted to sit at my table at lunch. And Did you get picked first for kickball? Every time, bro. That's amazing. Also got to call people bro. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was you? Yeah, that was me. Man, I was wondering who that was. There's only some guy just slightly out of frame. I could never who, tell who it was. Hey, bro. <laughs> who said that? <laughs> uh, I got shivers again. This leads them. So Scooby then drag, tells them that the dog got kidnapped. That leads them directly to my favorite name of the entire episode. Uh, <laughs> a gentleman. Oh, yeah. What's his name? With huge horns behind him at all times. Named Dick Tracy. <laughs> Richard, please. Uh, <laughs> but close enough. It was Buck Masters. What the hell? Hi, I'm uh, how, Buck Masters. That, this is my wife, Fawn. How did that happen? No. It's like his that's... parents named him on a dare. 
But yeah, he's like sitting behind a desk like he's a private eye. It's do awesome. Do you think that uh, Buck's? Do you think Buck Masters was part of the Lions Club or the Elks Club? <laughs> uh, probably the Chimera Club. <laughs> it's more exclusive. Uh, it was really a riddle from that Sphinx. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, the Sphinx Club is, is the most exclusive because the there you have to answer an unanswerable riddle in order to enter it. And then if you beat it, everybody knows that you have had sex with your mother. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Mensa for the Riddler. <laughs> and also Oedipus, apparently. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you, yeah, do you watch the Eric is... Andre show at all? No, but you've talked about it before, I think. There's an, episode, there's an episode where he just tries to go into a Mensa convention wearing a suit of armor. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they keep being like, sir, you can't come in. And he's like, no, I'm smart. I'm coming on in. <laughs> why, wait, why, why armor? <laughs> I don't know. But so like they physically like finally remove him from the building. And then he shows up three hours later at a bar where they're all hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Just try to get a drink. Uh, man, uh... I'm gonna have to watch that because, like, I'm so, I'm so curious about how that could make sense in context. Like, you <laughs> like in describing it poorly to me, you have actually described it the the best way to me. Because now I'm too curious not to go look it up. That's why I'm really good at movie trailers. <laughs> um, you know what? There's a bunch of bright lights and sand, and then lasers. Also, Tobey Maguire loses the love of his life. Tammy Maguire. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about Tammy Tobey McGuire. Tobey McGirtz. Tammy McGuire. <laughs> Tammy McGuire. What is that thing he does with his lips? It, like, where they, like, they seem to move independent of his speech, but he's not overdubbing himself. <laughs> like, I don't know how they work. Like, like you do. Yeah. Let's pause for a sec. You don't know how Tobey McGuire's lips work. This is the, this is the, this is the problem on the table. This is what we're dealing with. Have you seen a Spider-Man movie recently? Right, here we go. We're going to look this up. If you if you watch Tammy McGuire. Tammy like McGuire? His, it, Tammy McGuire. Timmy. His <laughs> lips like move in like a bizarre way compared to the words that he's saying. Oh, my God. He looks, oh, he looks real weird with a beard. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, weird with a beard is weird with a beard. arcade fire this weekend. Oh, yeah. His like, his like lower jaw moves and his, his upper lip just looks like it's along for the ride right like it's a half beat behind everything dude i noticed these things <laughs> i don't make it that far though i'm locked on the eyebrows <laughs> so i guess i just never looked <laughs> you, you never made it south of eyebrows <laughs> no <laughs> that's what he's there for man <laughs> uh but so they go to Buckmasters, uh who's uh, yeah. like who sounds about as white as possible yeah he's great fantastic nothing awesome. bad about him but the line that i really wanted is like fred he just gung-ho he just goes we're gonna catch those dog nappers and i just wanted buck masters <laughs> to go great who are you <laughs> yeah what are you doing in my <laughs> what are you doing in my office why are you here <laughs> like, i don't know what's going on i mean i'm glad that uh, you're involved like does does the scooby-doo gang have like i feel like they've got some sort of fame right 
I uh, in this universe they must have notoriety. Like I know they do in um uh, in in uh Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, which may or may not be canon depending on who you ask. Well, yeah, depending on the franchise, because they're famous in uh the live action movies. It would make sense for them not to be famous for the first iteration, but that does beg the question of how. <laughs> Of why they assume that, like, how do everyone knows them, or, or like, also is why totally... people are just going to acquiesce to them butting into everything? He, I don't know, man. Fred just looks like he's got his shit together, you know. Uh, you know what? I agree. Like, like, look at the look at the curve on that ass guy. You know, he's practiced that in front of a mirror, a mirror, a million times. Also, you like, wouldn't mess with that guy. I wouldn't mess with him. He probably he knows a cop. Right, like he isn't a cop, but he knows one. He knows one personally enough that he can make your life hard if he wanted to. You've also brought up something that I've never thought about. <laughs> I mean, I've thought, I thought about the gang being famous. That's hmm. like a thing that you see, but I've never thought about how they would become famous in 1969. Like, is it a grassroots campaign where people are like, "Hey, did you hear about them kids?" It's got to be like Pogs. Right. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yep. Moving on. You've solved it. Thank you. Yeah, it's like asked pogs. and answered. <laughs> I would love to have some Freddy Pogs. <laughs> Somebody texted me the other day a picture of a uh, a slammer for Pogs. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and it had OJ Simpson on it. I don't. <laughs> OJ Simpson in the slammer. Oh, that's that's kind of cute. Well, at the same the time, being kind of sad. Sure. I don't know if it's that sad. He murdered his wife. That's the sad part. Right. <laughs> I oh, guess okay. it's sad in kind of a roundabout way. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the it was the pog slammer part that made me sad. Let me put it that way. And after they solved that mystery, the gang drove off into the sunset. Now here's a <laughs> long distance request from Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Freddie accepts the case because. He no, 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 there's no accepting. So well they force themselves into it. Yeah, he's, he's inviting himself into the case. And they come up with the brilliant idea to use Scooby as a decoy to find him. This was at the point I realized that both Scooby and Shaggy had terrible stubble. Mm. Absolute, absolutely garbage. Like yeah. We talked about it a little bit before we went on mic, I think, that uh, Scooby's chin makes me, or Shaggy's chin makes me so sad. Like how it's like this weird, it's like a... What's the what's those parts on roosters? Oh, uh, the uh, it starts with a W. Does it? Yeah. I think a wark. So. Yep, that's it. It's the wark. He's got one of them works. <laughs> it's that. It's isn't that that? Isn't that the topic of that Rihanna song? Wark, wark, wark. wark, wark. <laughs> she's, talking about, she's talking turkey. Yeah. <laughs> talking turkey is one of my favorite uh, meat podcasts, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Today, today's gonna get dark, and by that I mean dark meat. <laughs> right, you are, Jim. <laughs> Only dudes on this podcast. One of my favorite puns ever is uh, the Venture Brothers. Uh, their their kind of like boy band that they make. Their name is Shallow Gravy. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't have another way to say gravy in there. That was all I could come up with. I'm going to say the inadvertent pun that I just heard and also plug another podcast and a friend of ours. Uh, <laughs> I was just listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Oh, yeah. And uh, at one point, Gary, uh, by way of a segue, said, 
Oh, and just to tie it back, just to tie it into Nazis. Wow, that's pretty good. Isn't that great? Yeah, G- given how much, how, given how often Nazis show up on my podcast, I, I should probably remember that one. Tie it into Nazis. I was like, oh, that's so brilliant. <laughs> I bet you someone has said that and not recognized what they said until after they said it. Like they were just trying to like put a like cute little suffix on the end of a word. Here's the thing. This will be released this Sunday, right? And the podcast where that was said was released last Sunday. So if you think that if you listened to Saturday Morning Rewind and heard what I heard, tweet at SMR Gary. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag tie Nazis. into Nazis. <laughs> or just K-N-O-T-I-E-S. But whatever works. <laughs> Let's get Nazis trending again. They haven't been in the news for 10 minutes. We're bringing it back. No, we're not. We're leaving it. Big. Oh, <laughs> All right, maybe that was maybe that was a bridge too far <laughs> over the river Kwai. But anyway, uh, they're, they're all in the van. Uh, but now Manic Pixie Dream Dog shows up. Uh, uh, th- but before that, I'd like to point out that this is the very first appearance of of Shaggy eating a Scooby snack. Oh, interesting. I was wondering yeah, if it was yeah. the first. I also chronologically perhaps not because I think it happened in Pup Named Scooby Doo. But yeah. Oh, he, well. he even comments like, oh, not bad. And uh, interestingly, I like that he, he tries to do it a second time and Scooby shoves <laughs> his face back, which should Get be the... out of my face. Well, the other thing is that we know now, having seen numerous episodes of Scooby-Doo, that Shaggy will never learn that move. And from then on, Scooby will constantly steal his food successfully. Yeah, it is... <laughs> Before every episode, Scooby's just in front of a mirror saying, never again. <laughs> <laughs> it's showtime. <laughs> he like puts his hands like around his face like he's wearing a domino mask. <laughs> I am the neck. <laughs> That's actually got some synergy there, <laughs> those voices. I'm the dog you deserve. <laughs> I am the canine that barks in the night. We could probably just do a whole episode just about that. But the yes, it, on the this lawn is when kills the grass. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> Buffalo Serious Bill Scooby do? with random quotes is pretty great. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> Uh, you embraced the darkness. Chicken. I was born in it. I was born in the darkness. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put a smile on that face of yours. You know what I realized when I was uh, thinking about Scooby's kind of accent or inflection is that it reminds me an awful lot of Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> oh, it's. <laughs> You're just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's a, I don't it's have anywhere to go with that. Often, Moving on. It's insane how often Tim Allen comes up casually in my life. <laughs> well, he certainly couldn't come up seriously. <laughs> or come up with any good movies. Oh. I don't think that's true. He's probably been in at least a good one. Um, I have so, no idea what he's up to. So now they're using Scooby as bait, and Shaggy dresses it's, up like a French spy in an Abbott and Costello is, World War II movie. What is his costume? Why is he like that? <laughs> 
like the idea is him for him to be easy prey, is it not? Well, they're going to be able to run away really quickly from him if he keeps wearing that long coat. I guess so. Why is he dressed like Deep Throat? I just don't understand. <laughs> the bowler hat seemed just very... <laughs> that's, the, that's the cherry. He's no, like very out of character for him. Did he own that? or is, I mean, well, they have infinite costumes. We know that. Uh, like, I think it's, it's that simple is they just needed to use a costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see... And that was these- just closest one the will ferrell outtake reel where they're auditioning his costumes <laughs> hey how about this one he like walks out in a ballerina outfit they're like uh-uh he's like this one french chef they're like uh-uh <laughs> how about this uh, uh captain's uniform for uh united airlines nah huh? and the cowl is like all pointed like it's gonna rain for he just looks so silly yeah, he's straight out of Third Man. What is Third Man? The, isn't that the Orson Welles movie? Is it? The third Man? It's got the best name for anything that I've ever heard. Yeah, The Third Man by uh, Graham Greene, uh, starring huh. Orson Welles. Peas in July. <laughs> Every July, peas grow there. <laughs> uh, uh, Orson, can you, can you try to emphasize the end of in July? In July. <laughs> yeah, in July. <laughs> I love that whole clip. It's so good. You can try to get a jury together to go down. If you convince me, I'll go down on you. I'm sorry, but it's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll just go back. Well, you didn't say it. Your stupid fucking friend did. (laughs) Too many directors. Too many directors. (laughs) Anybody hasn't listened to that Orson Welles outtake? It's so good. You know, we just did Animaniacs for my podcast, and uh, I I didn't go super deep into Pinky and the Brain because I actually want to do it separately at some point. But apparently Rob Paulson uh, put that skit in for Brain um, (laughs) for for, for Maurice LaMarche because Maurice LaMarche got into character as Brain by doing that Orson Welles bit. (laughs) Can you just imagine all the text just being like, what is happening? (laughs) Every July, peace growing there. <laughs> There's a farm in Lincolnshire. <laughs> I, I I should do my due diligence and memorize that whole skit. I don't know if I know the whole thing, but I I I lose it every time he just goes too many directors, too many directors. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. So Shaggy's dressed like Deep Throat, and uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> this is yeah. So this is where the manic pixie dream dog shows up, which uh, look. This dog has the hairstyle of the lead singer from Paramore circa 2002. Yeah, this... What is this? This Trend setting is what it is. I, I, it feels like we're almost in a scene in, like, like a Pulp Fiction or something. Like, this yeah. is the dance floor scene almost. Or maybe, like, a, 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 a or like training a video for Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah. Because the other thing is this Manic Pixie Dream Dog will not take no for an answer. I I mean, I I mean, he's got diamond on his throat, right? All the bitches love him. Diamonds on his throat. (laughs) Diamonds on his throat. Whoa. That's my favorite James Bond villain, Diamond Scrote. (laughs) Skullfinger and Diamond Scrote. Man, when they team up. The unbeatable pair. 
<laughs> and that's just well, Diamond Scrote. more of a trio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, Diamond Scrote is a pair all his own. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh the inevitable scene where somebody tries to kick him and they cut themselves. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like in uh it's like in Deadpool when he tries to punch him in the nuts. And he's like, Dad <laughs> Iron Nuts. Um yeah, so she uh tries to kill them and then Scooby gets kidnapped. So, so Scooby gets kidnapped, and Shaggy immediately goes, "Hey, Charlie, lend me your motor scooter." That would have been Charlie. Yeah, the extra from Sergeant Bilko or something. What? What is he? What is he doing here? Who is he? Is this this is this a Scooby character? Not recurring to my knowledge. They they're on a first name basis. Like they must have been in this town for a while. Just constantly hitting up this gas station where this guy's just returned from Nam. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to help his mom out after his dad was unable to work anymore. You he's know, in full like military. Like he's got like the little pinchy hat. He's got the greens. I would I would love for there to be a scene in this episode where Fred just comes up to him and they just talk to each other like. They're both the straight men just talking back and forth, talking about how their day is. There's just That's what nothing. I want. Hey, There's just how no you? flavor you know anywhere the... in the conversation. <laughs> Quitting time soon, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that's as far as it goes. Cut. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I love Charlie. I love that he's here. I don't know what he means. I want more Charlie in my life. I'm also, uh, you know, I'm kind of bummed that he gets his motorbike stolen. It, I mean, yeah, like he doesn't, he gives him permission, right? But he doesn't give him the keys. So does. Shaggy does hotwire a motor scooter. Yeah. I mean, homeboy's got skills. We have seen previously that he can play a bugle. Definitely got to represent my, my boy Shaggy here. Did you ever watch, what was it? That one thing where, I think it was must have been a movie where Shaggy has like a code phrase that makes him Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde into a cool guy. <laughs> I have not run across that one yet. There's a, there's a good YouTube online of him like being in a bar fight with a bunch of truckers. What? <laughs> or, or no, a bunch of like motorcyclists. And one of them says his code word and he just like takes out the whole bar by himself. What is this? Oh my gosh. I gotta, I wonder what that is. I've stumbled across it a couple different times. Huh. Yeah, I have not. And I've watched a lot of Scooby-Doo. I'm very Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> That's going to yeah, be, like, my uh, holy grail now. Like, I have something to look forward to. Yeah, he, he like, turns into a weird Clint Eastwood in the middle of his bar. You lucky feel lucky. <laughs> that's, that's a really good Shaggy impression. <laughs> shaggy as Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I would love to hear Casey Kasem's Clint Eastwood. Rest in peace. Pour one out. Uh, I don't know what that sound effect was. <laughs> I, I believe it was you adjusting whatever was in your mouth. Gross. Uh, I, I don't do that. Uh, there's nothing in my mouth. I don't have a mouth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Mouths are a myth. But yeah, so we lent him the motor Just like scooter birthdays and... in the Armenian Holocaust. Uh, so. Yeah. So, so this is when the Native American shows up. Oh. That I that it was a little like it felt like the Disney uh the old Disney Davy Crockett movie 
Sure. Where it's like all like, oh, la, 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 you know. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty unwholesome, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, why does this always happen? Whenever they show up, they always pick the same bits of Native American culture to to showcase in the like the most offensive ways. There's multiple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if it was just the one time, I could I could forgive it. <laughs> I could, you know what? I could give it its thing. If it was that, why couldn't all the cartoons get together and just choose who's gonna get it? <laughs> just only one of you has to do the Native American, like the Peter, you know, Pan with movie? the headdress okay. and the tiki mask and the well, and the, the hollering. It seemed like it seemed like somebody vaguely knew something about Native American culture. Like, I'd seen several movies, including one that took place in uh, uh, an Incan civilization, and I'm just going to throw it. It's all the same thing. It's like somebody watched an episode of a different Hanna-Barbera representation of a Native American and was just like, mm, let's just do that. <laughs> do we still have those sketches, uh, uh, Ted? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's just use those. <laughs> legitimately use the projector from a different Hanna-Barbera cartoon as the villain in this Hanna-Barbera cartoon. They just throw in a straight-up Johnny Quest bad guy. <laughs> yeah, you can see Race Bannon on, like, the fringe of the, uh, on the fringe of the shot. But basically this uh, ghost uh, uh, war whooper. Well, again, Sh- again, Shaggy knows him by name. He calls him Geronimo. Which is the only Native American name any of them know. Like, who's going to throw out, like, oh, Sitting Bull? No one. Yeah. They, they, they haven't read any textbooks. I hope that I have a couple more stands after this. <laughs> I don't even remember what happened next. I'm, I'm so he turned upside down. He falls off the bike. And, uh, oh, that's right. They get away. That's the unfortunate part. That's right. Oh, yeah. And then it like pans over to like the, where the dog nappers are chilling. And they're, I will say this for the dog nappers, they're committed to their job because one of them is constantly wearing his spooky mask, like even in HQ. Also, the other one, I don't see any reason why he has to be a zombie limo driver. <laughs> Wait, do you, do you legitimately not see any reason for that? No, there's not one limousine, and there's no reason to be a zombie, and nobody ever sees him. Oh, man, I'm, I'm looking at a still frame of him right now, and his legs are trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they are in such a bad shape. <laughs> with a capital T, and that rhymes with G, and that stands for gangrene. <laughs> and then it does look like a zombie limo driver. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. This that is was their plan rodeo. B. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if Geronimo didn't work out, they'd get him with the zombies. If and their fear of that, public trans and their fear of public transportation. If they remember that we wiped out, the, if they remember that uh, they wiped out this entire civilization, they can take me. You come in as a zombie limo driver. You got it, we, boss. We got past threats and we got future threats. Everything's we got everything covered, guys. That is going to be the downfall of America. Zombie limo drivers. I hope drivers. so. I honestly hope so. That'd be much better for him. It'd make for a history. better story than this one. That's like a. Uh, the, the end of Batman where they're like, Harvey Dent died this way. Just tell him that because he needs to be the white knight. We're like, America died because of zombie limo drivers. That's what you need to tell the future. Yeah, like all the old people in the future are just like, we didn't listen. It's like, <laughs> well, no, of course we didn't listen. No one was saying this. <laughs> the the Mad Max desert landscape where, you know, somebody somebody comes over and like pulls goggles off their face and there's just limos stuck into the ground like monoliths. <laughs> So you're thinking like 2001, uh, a zombie odyssey? Almost. 
2001, a zombie odyssey card. It's just the monolith, but it's all a brain texture. (laughs) 2001, somehow a more confusing third act than this Scooby-Doo episode. Uh, I'll say this. I only enjoyed the second act of uh, 2001. I don't mind the first act. Like, I understand what they're doing with the rest of it, but I just, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. I enjoy the visuals. I think it could happen at about... I don't think the uh, the uh, uh, lava lamp needs to take two hours. Oh, man. Like that, There's like a five-minute sequence of guy looking at lots of colors at the end. Five? Try 25. <laughs> that is, it's, it keeps going, which I get it. If it was 1960, 70, whatever, and like I was smoking cigarettes, I would be like, yeah, I'm into this. If you were smoking cigarettes? In the theater. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, just everybody's and like the haze from the smoke is also making the visuals cooler. I'd be like, you can see the projector going through the smoke and that in itself looks cool. Sure. Like when when yeah, like back in the era where special effects were still special enough to like warrant being the focus of a of a particular movie. I'd be like, hell, add another half hour onto this. Kubrick. How do you pronounce it? (laughs) Is that a commie name? (laughs) Cubrine. No. It sounds like a southern character trying to talk about Q Branch. <laughs> Q Brian, Q Brian. <laughs> you sound like Dave Chappelle's impersonation of a southern white guy. <laughs> Y'all want some sweet tea? <laughs> so, from from the last point that we were talking about, Scooby's and Dog Napped, they're at headquarters. Inside yep. of a minute, they are on a um, hand, like, like a hand-powered, hand-operated minecart on top of a rickety old trestle bridge. Yeah, well, so they. Th- <laughs> I love how quickly this happens. It, it how is it just like turns going to the into beach, right? Shaggy doing bullshit. <laughs> well, there's also like a train going by this like Aztecian <laughs> hill town. How, why is a train that that structure cannot support a train? Yeah. Also, I don't know why the mystery machine is orange. The mystery machine's orange here. It is. Uh, maybe it's the version on iTunes that I have. Traditionally, it's always been green, blue with orange accents. But it was legit just orange and blue. I was like, why is this happening? I am seeing a lot of uh, green and blue, so I think it might have been your... My, I need to color... Uh, oh, wait a minute. Calibrate my color. Ooh. Or is it just here? for the, that scene? What the... Yes! <laughs> What the? What are we doing here? <laughs> okay, green and orange. Good, good. Shaggy and Scooby are on a fucking minecart on a trestle bridge. Bam, purple. Entirely purple, top to bottom. <laughs> oh, that makes oh, me man. so happy. That's so great. Oh. <laughs> this is the greatest episode. Uh, yeah. but So Scooby and Shaggy have to break real quick. And then minecart in the other direction. Sure, which involves uh, Scooby. That makes it feel like Back to the Future 3 for a minute, but whatever. We gotta go back. (laughs) Oh, you're not thinking about the fourth dimension, Marty. Meet our our children, Jules (laughs) and Vern. Why are you still yelling? I'm right here. Where we're going, we don't need roads. (laughs) Uh, uh, But uh, to save them, uh, Scooby, for some odd reason, has to take a giant chunk out of Shaggy's ass. <laughs> he he chomps down on him. This is his revenge for the Scooby smack earlier. <laughs> He's going to get and, it out one way or another. But they do manage to like get 
back to the other side and Fred flips the track like mm. so they go one direction the train goes the other direction just in time and I really like that image of Fred just with a dopey smile on his face operating mundane machinery like I, I just love it there is oh my gosh what episode there's another one where he does that too oh the creepy case of old iron face he uh, operates a crane and it's that exact same face <laughs> and he's just like pushing a button to make a crane go up it's fa- it's amazing like they clearly don't have the audio from it in, but he's definitely humming to himself. <laughs> just, just humming a jaunty tune. <laughs> it's a, it's, no, it's Sweet Georgia Brown because they're best friends with the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 or, maybe, or maybe, maybe Three's Company because of Don Knotts. <laughs> Uh, for the listener, I very much wanted to do an episode with Don Knotts, but uh, the it was the magic was not in the cards for this one. The internet has suddenly shut down episodes of the new move, the new Scooby Doo movies, and I don't know why now. His kids are trying to protect his legacy, no doubt. <laughs> Does Don Knotts have kids? I have no idea, but I'd assume that they're Ron also ancient. What's that? Don Knotts. John Knotts. Lawn Knotts. That's right, Lawn. This is my daughter, Lawn. Oh, I guess you meant with an O. Like Lawn Cheney? (laughs) Like Lawn Chair. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he he the bass player in Huey Lewis in the News? (laughs) Uh, you, you mean this, the you mean the three cousins from uh, Ducktales? <laughs> you, do you know their Harry actual Lewis full names? <laughs> do you know their actual full names? No, Hubert, Hubert, Lewis, and Deuteronomy. <laughs> <laughs> they got re- they got really into like New Age biblicism <laughs> with that last one no, came out. <laughs> Yeah, his parents became like new, like like born again Christians right before they gave birth to that third one. The other ones remember a time before going to church. <laughs> they all blame Dewey for it. It's not his fault. <laughs> That's why they have to go live with Scrooge. Their parents just are not responsible caretakers anymore. They're in a cult. <laughs> they are in a cult. They're Scientologists. <laughs> Donald has gone off to war. The only the only answer is to set him to Scrooge. <laughs> I love that a plot point in DuckTales is that Donald goes to fight in the U.S. Army or the U.S. <laughs> Navy. It's not even like the Duckburg Navy. It's the U.S. Navy. Oh, naturally, because, you know, it's uh, here in Duckburg. Sorry, you said Duckburg and it triggered that. Yeah, it's a duck blur. I feel this is a this is a common question that comes up. I might even turn it into a segment for fun. Uh, so here's here's a fun segment. What's your favorite Disney afternoon theme song? Da-da-da. Disney afternoon theme song. Can you give me, can you give me a few examples? I don't have a catalog up. Tailspin, Ducktales, uh, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck. When there's Ooh, trouble, no. you call DW. Yeah, no, it's got to be Darkwing Duck. Like, I love DuckTales theme song, but Darkwing Duck, I think, was a better show. So uh, so that that gets it. It's got more cultural cachet in my memory, yeah. I've always thought while listening to that, once again, because I'm obsessed with thinking of the recording booth for that, the background singers, like the, better watch out, you bad boys. Yeah. Like, I just imagine them doing it. 
a take, and then the the guy's like, uh, yeah, that was great. Um, can you make it more black? <laughs> Look, you're hitting a really good little Richard, but we need you, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I uh man, I love that damn uh uh Gummy Bears theme song. I don't know the Gummy Bears theme song. Uh it's come up previously on the podcast, but I have a conspiracy theory that it was performed by Kenny Loggins. Oh. <laughs> Somebody proved me wrong. <laughs> well, great. That, that's stuck in my memory forever. When you listen to it, go listen to that and then listen to like Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Loggins and you'll hear that like <laughs> Dashing and daring, courageous and daring. <laughs> I will. <laughs> that sounds uh, fun. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're, we so. should probably try to <laughs> at, least, at least pretend to get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretending on an audio podcast to be on topic. That's right. Uh, so Scooby Doo then breaks into the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, Shaggy I twirls his mustache where he has tied Daphne to the tracks of the train. <laughs> and then says, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Freddie rightly claims that Shaggy isn't his father. <laughs> Here is a stray observation. They're heading yep. back to confront the dognappers. Mm. Um, and the ghost uh, Native American... That they previously have encountered. No, 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 no. It's a ghost Indian. I think you'll find. I think you. I think you're thinking. They of say a ghost it several engine. times. <laughs> yeah. They at one point Fred says engine. <laughs> and uh, but they found a. I believe uh, Velma clocked it in at over a hundred year old tomahawk. Yeah, what are you carrying around that gives you that intel? <laughs> but then they they uh, they get hit with an arrow, which Fred notes is factory made, <laughs> factory and modern. So why do they have ancient tomahawks and newer arrows? <laughs> what would a ghost need with thirty gallons of paint? <laughs> I don't think it was a ghost, gang. <laughs> they they, st- they only had tomahawks at the museum they robbed for the costume like, well, and it was right next to the gift shop with like factory made arrows <laughs> they took off the suction cups <laughs> so uh but they they uh they defeat the the weird horse the 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 one that's translucent the ghostly one and they make it yeah. into the incan village so yeah, they uh, before they do, Shaggy makes a nice off-color j- joke about getting scalped. Oh, uh, he's like, yeah. nobody, no one's getting my beautiful hair. There was also um, what was it, it was something about they. So they finally meet the 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 Incan the Tiki. Uh, yeah, there, Tiki boy. A lot happening, um, and it, it's kind of hard to keep track of it all because the ghost Indian doesn't really like mesh with anything that's been happening so far. So you. You could be remiss in thinking like that this is going to come back, and then only kind of. It did feel very jarring when you're like chasing a van, and then all of a sudden, like a ghost engine follows you. Right. It was like topically, this is just weird. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that the villains also have as little a grasp of Native American history as the protagonists. It balances out in the. It's end. nice and uniform. Mm. Mm. 
Hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, Fred, but there was like yeah. something about like his English being really good. Yeah. So the guy in the mask warns them off in broken English, but just in case the threat wasn't exotic enough, also warns them of the spirits of Spanish conquistadors. Much like Spanish conquistadors. <laughs> yeah, like... He, like, are, he wanted to doing? sound like Tonto, but instead he just sounded like a movie trailer voice. He did. The, uh, the conquistadors. He sounds, he sounds like a, he sounds like a documentary. <laughs> he doesn't sound like he's trying to threaten somebody. <laughs> like Don Ho. Who? On the Spanish islands. <laughs> he's a famous guy for singing with ukuleles. Oh, okay. You, you'll have to forgive me. I don't understand music. <laughs> We passed by pretty quickly, but did you note how Fred gets them into the village? I, I don't think I, I think I missed that part. I remember how they got out of the village sliding down a ladder. That's right. Except how do they get in? So they get into, because Fred ties a rope to a giant arrow and shoots it into the village. <laughs> I forgot about that. Presumably he just wanted to keep the theme going. Oh, yeah. Like, so like, okay, these guys are working. These guys only understand one language and it's arrows. Well, it's it's just he has to prove he's as good as them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, if you're going to use arrows, I'm also going to use arrows. I'm going to beat you at your own game. Yeah, finally, my Boy Scout my Boy Scout training pays off. That eagle badge is not in vain. I'm going to tie a double bowling. <laughs> I got a badge for this my third year. Line's too long. Better sheep shank it. <laughs> I, man, you know I would watch it. I would watch a, a cartoon that's just Fred learns how to like learns skills, like learns vaguely masculine skills at L- Boy Scout camp. Like the old uh, Goofy cartoon where like Goofy would learn how to golf and it'd be like, oh, the sportsman. Yeah, or or like, but uh, like Fred, like or just like Prometheus and Bob, where like the alien continuously tries to teach Bob like normal things. Oh. Man, I haven't thought about Prometheus and Bob in forever. Shame on you. That's a great. That's a great little segment. It was fantastic. Oh God, that clicker noise. Is that Nickelodeon? That was part of. Uh, yeah, that was part of Kablam. Ah, Kablam. Yeah, that was the shining diamond of that show. The OG uh, uh, robot chicken. <laughs> yeah, the original sketch comedy show. What is all cartoons that haven't been proofread? <laughs> at all <laughs> it was better than robot chicken though because they also had like a multitude of different styles of mediums so like a lot of them are traditional animation but prometheus and blob bob was straight up claymation and action league now is just a guy playing with action figures right was inside out boy on that too or is that a different show if it was it wasn't a regular segment mm, okay i remember that one very vividly for some odd reason he i went would like over the school gym he, he uh <gasps> went over the top of the swing oh, the swing yeah inside out boy yeah that i thought that that was from recess because a swinger girl but maybe i actually do remember what you're talking about mm, mm, yeah uh the the laugh track in this is super inconsistent <laughs> yeah i was noting that like they, they make some really good puns and just laugh track is just no, we're on our 10-minute, you know, <laughs> right. like, But then time. somebody says, like, uh, you know, like, uh, ceremonial building. <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> oh, those crazy engines in their ceremonies. <laughs> ceremonies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? I like the way that he talked, but it was a little ceremony. 
so they go through a cave with bats, right? Shaggy's perennial downfall. Yeah, this pa- Shaggy, poor guy, Shaggy hates bats. He runs into bats all the time. Yeah, it's 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 foreshadowing of the intro, right? Of uh. Yeah, and yeah, it, right? he just runs into bats constantly. I mean, he can uh, never get he can never get away from them all. Yeah, what was the uh, uh, I think just a couple episodes after this, maybe with the what the heck is going on? The, uh, he runs into bats again. Good name for a title. <laughs> did you notice they also said what's with or uh, Scooby Doo? What's with you? Uh, earlier in the episode. Oh, did they? I missed it. I I caught the Scooby Doo. Where are you? Yeah, the, uh, Shaggy. When he turned off the radio, uh, Shaggy was like. Scooby Doo, what's with you? Oh, it's like, ah, oh, so close. I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, drink. <So> close. <laughs> uh, I thought I was so brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you still got the grammar good. <laughs> they go through a cave with bats, and Velma says her classic line, which I I needed that. Like, you know, you you kind of yawn, and like you can't fully yawn, but you're like, or like a sneeze, you kind of have it building up, and you really just need that uh, that catharsis. You just need that release for that. That's what I felt as soon as Velma lost her glasses. I'm like, I need her to say it. I she's got to say it. And she fakes you out. At first, she's just like, I lost my glasses. Well, and yes. I wasn't sure why a bat was carrying them off. <laughs> I, I assume that he's also nearsighted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of this echolocation thing. But I cut you off. Uh, what happens? Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, no, no I, I, you weren't really cutting me off. But Dude, uh, I'm waiting with bated breath here. <laughs> I know. What happens? Uh, ben, tell me. <laughs> she says you need to tell me if she says it or not. <laughs> she does so say does- it. <laughs> she just, she's like, my glasses. I can't see without my glasses. And I was like, oh, sure. thank God. I was having palpitations. Legitimately, I could not get through that scene until she said it. That was a there. Th- that was a classic one. I don't think there was a Jeepers, uh, but also there was a variation on like we have a mystery on our hands. Uh, was it? Said, I think he said something. I think Fred said something like, uh, "Looks like we found ourselves in another mystery, or something like that." It's very confident. This iteration of Fred is very confident. This is my. This might be my favorite Fred. Aside yeah? from like of the like classic era, because he gets like a little bit more dorky at certain p- times. He gets a lot more dorky later on. Yeah, and I I kind of like the Fred that's just kind of like blank stare. <laughs> like, oh, like, he's all business. If it if it. If you got like a still frame, you could hear, you know, uh, reverbed crickets of Dan just look at his head. You know, he's just like, <laughs> all right, let's go do something. <laughs> no, I, I really like this iteration of Fred, too. Uh, I, I think that very quickly they realized that they didn't need a leader. So he just stuck around without actively contributing. But I like it man. when they have it structured this way where like he is actively pushing the thing, pushing everything on. And he's, you know, telling everybody what to do and, and making contributions. Yeah. Yeah, agency. So as uh as they get the as the bats fly off and Shaggy go, tries to go look for the glasses, I think. Um, I love the way he runs. He's got like his elbows back and like he's doing like this weird shimmy where he's like completely bent over at the waist while he runs. But his arms uh kind of look like he's like swimming or like trying to like cut down a tree if he had like T one thousand arms. Yeah, his two, the two halves of his bodies are doing different modes of locomotion. And it's like they're, not, they're not communicating. Yeah. It's just a little bit jumbled up. But yeah, so Velma loses her glasses. Scooby, for some odd reason, has an outfit on uh, with <laughs> Velma's glasses. 
Yeah, and they do that delightful misunderstanding thing where 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 Shaggy mistakes Scooby for the monster, says, "Oh, geez, monster," and then runs off, and Scooby's like, "Oh, the monster," and runs and runs and from runs, himself. Yeah, I, I do like that uh, that meeting though when he meets the when he meets Scooby with the mask on his head because he. Because Scooby's like, right, Raggy. And Shaggy, Shaggy responds in his dialect. <laughs> He's like, right, Ruby. <laughs> I also, you know what? I don't know why, but I like caught myself like looking at the screen being like, yeah, I like Scooby's outfit. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. I was like, that mask is cool. <laughs> Man, one of my favorite things to do for Halloween is pick obscure costumes that no one's going to bug me about. Oh, I'm I think going that, as that. I think that you should go as Scooby as Tiki Man. Oh, I'm going as Manic Pixie Dream Dog. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, people are gonna be like, "What's that from?" I'm gonna be yeah, like, "Post you it need up." To watch this episode of Scooby Doo. Post it up to SuicideGirls.com. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna become the manager at a Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> Spencer's Gifts. That's what I was thinking of. You said Hot Topic earlier. I'm like, ah, oh, what's the other one? Hot Topic. Uh, <laughs> check it and see <laughs> so they uh so now fred goes to investigate this statue after daphne's been kidnapped by a bench yeah so i love how uh, uh this is again uh uh freddie being confident he's like daphne's like we should get out of here and he's like i'm gonna check this out <laughs> even though he just got threatened by like somebody who has the power over fire yeah flame tiki man yeah he's like i'm gonna investigate and she's weird i mean you know he's got some skills sit your ass down babe i'll be back in a minute <laughs> <laughs> danger prone daphne but then he finds a switch that opens up the thing there were like there was like Three meanwhile back at the ranches happening simultaneously. There were. We have Scooby goes in, gets shoved by zombie limo driver into a cabinet that leads him to Daphne, who's already been tied up and gagged. Shaggy stays in the kitchen. Velma and Freddy meet up behind the statue because Velma's already there for some odd reason. I really want to play in this like haunted house. Like this, there's like so many trap doors that. Uh, the one guy living here trying to make his, you know, dog scheme work has, like, made a bunch of trap doors. Yeah, he could make more money That's just capitalizing amazing. on this infrastructure and these fire tricks. Like, host a mystery shack out here. It'd be oh, great. Yeah, definitely. Just just pay, pay $3 at the door. You can come in, hang out for a few hours. At sunset, we have a floor show, and uh, we have a restaurant that opens at 7, and it's open There's a floor until... show, and if you find the secret compartment, there's an underfloor show. <laughs> That's my joke for today. The trap door show. <laughs> that sounds unwholesome. <laughs> but, like, not in a clear way. So I'm still I'm still really intrigued and I want to know what it is. I don't know if I want to go to that room or not, but I do know that I have to <laughs> to save Daphne. We we should mention that uh the reason that Shaggy is in the kitchen is that Scooby and Shaggy get hungry and wander off to like they're kind of they just get distracted. I also like in the uh, pantry of the bad guys in this dog napping ring. They have some pretty good food. They have like canned stuff, canned goods. They got some ham, salami. Yeah, that's they have multiple perishable. Cold cuts. Yeah. 
And like, uh, and they're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And then he asked, Indians wouldn't have this food. I'm like, no, nobody would have this food. They're miles from civilization. So like, are we supposed to presume that like Buck Dodgers is living there? <laughs> Buckmasters. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed Buck Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Duck Dodgers is definitely living here. <laughs> and he will be for for four and a half more centuries, right? Give me them dogs. <laughs> uh, Shaggy does make a big big sandwich, which is a nice recurring joke. I felt he gets to eat it, which was also satisfying. I, I was so happy for him. I wish it was a submarine sandwich, though. That's how I always remember it. Oh, going down laterally? <laughs> yeah. Like, I always remember it being a sub-sandwich, not just, like, a regular sandwich. And it always has the toothpick with an olive in it at the top. Yeah. That holds the whole thing together. I feel like any time it's, like, a Wonder Bread sandwich, Scooby always vacuums out the middle part. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Just with his lips. Like Tobey Maguire. (laughs) Like Lizzie McGuire? (laughs) Tobey Maguire. Oh, okay. Yeah, (laughs) But also like Lizzie McGuire, the little (laughs) animated one. Yep, Disney Disney picked up right where Hanna-Barbera left off. Disney's Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Disney's Tobey Maguire. This, they didn't construct a Rube Goldberg machine in this. No, I and really would have liked them to do that. Like, I feel like that's a that's one of those mainstays. It's like the sandwich yeah. or Velma losing her glasses. I like the Rube Goldberg stuff. Yeah, which usually goes wrong. That's, I mean, that's it has to go. Word. It goes wrong and then it goes unexpectedly right. And mm. that's the good, that's a good mix. So, like, because yeah, it screwed up. It, up. It, it screwed up because yeah. they missed the monster, but because they, like, go, like, they get, uh, they go into, like, this panel that they used before and, you know, all their Flip momentum around. comes back. Yeah. And it just happens to hit the monster from behind. Yeah. Basically, just a bunch of dogs chased him up a pole high enough where the dogs can bite him but not high enough that they couldn't pull off his mask. So Scooby Scooby can speak with other dogs? Supposedly? But, okay, so he knows that there are other dogs. Yes! Or at least he knows that they're his own kind. Or that he knows some language that other beings know. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just thinks of himself as the team translator. <laughs> Which makes him like Meowth in this setting, actually. Oh, who can speak to the other uh, uh, Pidgeymon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they met. Do you think that Meowth would think that Scooby had like a, a learning disability or something? I'd more just like to see how Pikachu would deal with Scooby-Doo. Because I feel like Pikachu doesn't have a lot of... Uh, um, he, he's got a, like a pretty low bullshit meter. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's got a bit of a, a bit of a temper. Yeah. But but Scooby really doesn't do anything to other people. He just gets himself in trouble and then runs. And he's kind of goofy. I feel like Pikachu doesn't like goofy things. I think that uh, Pikachu Ash. would probably uh, would probably nuzzle up to him in the night for warmth. Um, oh I know that Scooby would be into that. That is the most and, adorable thing I've ever thought of. Right, but then you know once the once he's no longer once he's no longer useful, that guy is getting eaten for rations. <laughs> No doubt. All I could think of was them waking up in the morning and Scooby kind of like looks down and Pikachu realizes what's happening and then just like quickly shocks him and runs away. Oh man, I was thinking of uh, they both wake up in the moon in the morning uh, and Scooby like licks the back of his head and creates like this little <laughs> tuft of hair. Aww. Right? <laughs> That's the second morning that they wake up. This is their budding rom com. Yeah, this is after the meat cute. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they, they uh, both just slept in their clothes. They just had a long night. 
there's clearly tension there, but it's not enough to get in the way of romance. Mm, this is. I would. I would love to watch this. Is a it? burgeoning romance between Scooby-Doo and Pikachu. Pokemons? <laughs> Pokemons? Pokemons, gotta love them all. <laughs> it's you and me, <laughs> baby. Yeah, you don't have to change that many of the lyrics. No, it's, it's the same destiny. thing. Have you ever seen the video of the guy who sings the Pokemon theme song? There's like a video of him in the studio singing it. No. Is he like super into it? Is he like doing air guitar? That is an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> I have never seen someone more into what they're doing. He he makes firemen look like they're phoning it in. <laughs> but, that's, I mean, that's it. They bring Buckmasters to the uh, police Justice. officer, who once again sounds about as white as possible. And because Buck was the only one we met, we know he's the bad guy even before the mask unreveal. Also, did, we never caught Zombie Limo Driver. No, he... he... He escapes to fight another day. He's still at large. <laughs> Zombie limo driver still at, still at large, like the end of Animal House. He's driving away in his limo like me. <laughs> he looks to the camera, freeze frame, thumbs up. <laughs> and it just says, Zombie limo driver will return in. It will return in Avengers 3. <laughs> it's in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. That was the long con. <laughs> In in generally in the Scooby cartoon, are there multiple suspects? Never. I mean, not never. Definitely not in this era. Uh, there, there might be two people that you meet in the whole episode, maybe. No, but typically, yeah. you just meet one. Who's the bad guy? This is very much telling a story. It's not really trying to get you to think at all. Yeah, it's not a mystery. No, it was just him and the and uh, what was his name? Frank. Who did Charlie. they? Charlie. Good old Charlie. Charlie. I did like Charlie. Charlie was great. Just coming home. He's just taking care of his mom. Yeah. He's just he's just trying to piece the family business back together. I'd like to while think his, he while his brother goes to school. I'd like to think he was honorably discharged. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like like because because of the politics, he can't be there anymore, but you know, everybody knows you know knows he's done good. Yeah, and like he's got a stopwatch that was that was like on his pillow when he came home after his dad died, and when he opened it up, it just said like "You're the man of the house now" or something. Yeah, and like his, you know, his his little sister gets into a lot of trouble, gets into a lot of scraps, and he's just like trying to keep give her some direction in life, keep her on the right and the tr- the straight and narrow. And then you know what? At about eighty years old, he's looking back on his life, and he's like, "I have lived a horrible lie." <laughs> I've been a- <laughs> I should have taken Fred for that drink. <laughs> I should have always gone with Fred. Oh, <laughs> uh, they meet in a nursing home, <laughs> and then they get their budding romance. Oh man, you know what Fred says to Pikachu him? Pikachu and Scooby come to visit them. No, Fred. Fred like meets him. He's like walking in with a cane, and he's like, "We shouldn't have split up." <laughs> Two shays. Um, so we do have uh, one recurring segment on this podcast. Very good. We are star stuff at the universe's test. Does this pass the sinking test? Famed philosopher of science and scientist himself, Carl Sagan, said that he wanted an adult version of Scooby-Doo because it propagated the scientific method and skepticism. Does this episode pass 
the Sagan test. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> no? No, I don't think so. Mm, uh, there, I, there's only, we're not really questioning anything. Um, Charlie's character was cut far too short for us to get any sort of uh, insight into him as a person. This whole episode is just based upon Charlie for you. I, <laughs> there really was other is. things that happened. I mean, the, the most you're going to get out here is like an appreciation for how past TV has treated Native Americans. <laughs> I think there was some some fun. I think it hinted at passing the Sagan test with like the tomahawk and the arrow. What, and, just like an on an edutainment uh, kind of spectrum? Uh, you know, I think like uh, it kind of had this vibe where it was like Fred. Fred was really determined to like figure out how that statue worked. I think there was some there was some hinted at Sagan test vibe. I think there was just a little too little interaction between the pro and antagonists to really for one of them to bring it. Because, like, if you just have the Scooby-Doo gang, you're not really – even if they're talking – like, you know how sometimes you'll go have a night with your friends and you know ahead of time, like, nothing is going to get elucidated on. I'm not going to learn anything about anything. I'm just going to kind of spend the hours and have a good time. That's, like someone in grad school. <laughs> I mean, that that's what Scooby and the gang are doing without any other outside influence. So in order to really say anything about them as people, we really need that conflict with the antagonists. And there was just a little bit too little um, interconnectivity there. There was a little too interaction. Yeah, there was a lack of connectivity because right. there was a lot of... I mean, there was a lot of split up in this. I mean, Scooby's absent from the gang for a while. They they all sort of have their own thing, and it didn't it didn't foster a a, a communal um, um, overcoming of an obstacle. Yeah, the the closest that we get is Fred kind of leaving his troops behind while he goes investigates the the mystery. Like but that's also, the most that we get. I mean, and we. We hinted at it by saying they didn't do a Rube Goldberg machine, but literally they do not catch the bad guy. A group of dogs do. Yeah, a, wa- a bunch of wandering dogs. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Well, Ben, thank you so much for being on. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, right back. The yeah, this was a real treat. For pimpage. Pimpage. I would love to pimp. Um, Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, we, you can find me at my podcast, which is cartoncast.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page up. If you want to drop us a message on, like, what kind of show you'd want to hear about, we've got a list, and we'll add you right onto it. Um, you can leave comments for shows you like or go to iTunes, uh, leave a rating or review, tell your friends about it. Some people like it. <laughs> we just I would did our also third say do history. not be daunted by their incredibly intimidating Facebook profile picture. What, what is my Facebook pro? Oh, yeah. It's a carton of eggs. Nightmares. It's a carton of eggs with a very deliberate and uh, confident, a Fred-like confidence in that font. <laughs> it is the Fred of fonts. <laughs> Wait, no, it's not. It's the- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- thanks so much for having me on. This was, this was a blast. This has been such a great time. Uh, and as always... Uh, to you and yours this holiday season, um, My Little Pony, Weird Al. <laughs> what 
What's With You Scooby-Doo is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.